Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis. Let's get started. Uh, so yeah, this is episode 28, and because of a listener prompt, I am going to be talking about chronic pain. Um, it, it's going to be kind of a recap of a lot of the other episodes. So like I said, this is episode 28, and if you want to find out more information about some of the things I'm going to be talking about, you can check on iTunes or anywhere you can find podcast for the Spliff Podcast. That's two S, two T's, no D. Uh, you can also go to the spliffpodcast.com and find all of the episodes there as well. Uh, but first, we're going to start with stoner moments, which is a segment that I use to address things that I want to touch back on from previous episodes. And I've got a lot this time. Sometimes I'm thinking about previous episodes and and I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot to mention this or, oh, oh I, I should have added in that. And, and sometimes I write them down and I address them and sometimes I forget to write them down. Um, but first I want to talk about uh, the last episode, which was drug testing. And there were a few things in there that I wanted to address. One, some of the theoretically safe ways to continue to use cannabis without testing uh, positive for a drug test. I kind of touched on it, but then I went back a little bit. Uh, I mentioned CBD as an alternative. Uh, I also mentioned that topical application is an alternative. THCA is also theoretically safe as long as it's not decarboxylated at all. And juicing is also safe. So THCA would be much more prominent if you are juicing cannabis. Any of the acidic forms are, are going to be much less likely to create that metabolite that they are testing for in a urine analysis, which I said was probably the THC, and that was true. And I wrote it down, just so you know, and it is actually called the 11 nor 9 carboxy THC. I hope I sounded like I knew what I was saying there because I have no fucking clue what that means. That's not true. I mean, I know carboxy, like I know that it ends up with another carboxyl group and it is THC, but that 11 nor 9, I'm chemistry. I didn't go that far. All right. So another thing that I wanted to mention was that I actually got some feedback about those theoretical applications. And I do have a friend and listener, Candice. Thank you for letting me know that with CBD use and topical application, she was able to pass her drug test. And it is also her suggestion that has brought me to discuss chronic pain specifically. I know that just from an SEO standpoint, I should probably be doing this. Um, and I may not have all the answers that you want, but I'll definitely have some arrows to help point you in some good directions. So I hope you find them useful, people who are here for chronic pain. Everybody else, let's go back over some more stoner moments. Oh, oh, uh, so uh, one of the things was that I mentioned that condoms are 
oftentimes used as a way to store fake or substitute urine. And I wanted to mention that uh, better safe than sorry, make it lubricant free if that's the route you go. Same with the gloves, you know, make sure that they don't have the powder inside. I don't know how strict these laboratories are about testing, but any additive that shouldn't be in urine can be cause for concern. So just make sure you're keeping your samples as sanitary as possible, you know, all things considering. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, I mentioned that uh, I think just in the, the iTunes descriptions that there are no legal protections for medical cannabis um, because legal precedents allow for drug testing, even for medical patients, at least in California. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other states just refer back to that. As far as I know, there are no states that are willing to step up and protect patients' rights to use cannabis on a regular basis if the employer decides that cannabis is not allowed in the workplace or cannabis use even. Obviously, most places aren't going to allow you to smoke up, though that's finally changing. Working in a dispensary, it was so awesome to be able to, to say that part of my job was to toke up and sample and then describe cannabis. And I got paid for it. And it was beautiful. Oh, man, one of the best worst jobs ever. <sighs> Good stuff. Okay, so let's see. What else do we have here? Um, oh, speaking of shitty jobs, that shitty job that I was taking that I was talking about before in the previous podcast, my favorite shitty part of that shitty job was that even though I outperformed anyone in the history of that position, because I was a woman and desperate, I was paid just over half of what my male predecessor made. Woo! Yay! Pay equality. It's a real fucking issue, you guys, all right? Just over half of what my male predecessor made. He was fired within three months because he was so useless. But I was told that because of my lack of experience, I couldn't get paid more. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? I've been doing a lot of dabs and I'm just kind of rambling. Uh, I didn't think anybody would mind, though, honestly. I'm just uh, a little jacked up on coffee and here to talk, got a bunch of lists and stuff to talk about. I've got some really exciting stuff that I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, uh, I just got two more stoner moments to talk about here. Oh, okay. So let's see. Uh, oh, I mentioned obviously that I won that mug from Shay's Mugtastic Quiz on the Marijuana Today podcast. If you're not familiar with it, I absolutely recommend it. If you are interested in the political aspect, in the industry aspect, just in really fantastic, educated, opinionated discussion about the cannabis industry and movement on a whole. And I won that mug from that fantastic podcast um, because I emailed in a quote from a book 
called High in America. And the challenge was to find chapter three and get the last line from chapter three and email that in. And I never actually told you what that quote was. So I wanted to give you that real quick. Quote, It is unwise, certainly, to abuse any drug, but the challenge to normal was to convince America that the time had come to refocus its concerns, that when a nation began putting thousands of its young people in prison for using a mild intoxicant, the problem had become something larger, something deeper than reefer madness, something that might more properly be called American madness. End quote. That was really good, right? Still applicable today, quite unfortunately, even though I think it's like 30 years old. <sighs> making strides, making strides. Don't get frustrated. All right. I've had kind of a frustrating week. I've just been, my life is changing so much and, and I can barely keep up with it. And I'm really trying to just be appreciative of the good times and focus and not be too anxious about the future, but just keep moving and making adjustments. And it's really, it's kind of fucking with me right now. One of the reasons why I've been smoking a lot of weed, well, specifically doing a bunch of dabs. Um, But I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm going to keep pushing forward. Because I'm super excited and I need to conserve my energy because I'm going to the Cannabis Cup this weekend. Super excited. Sue is going to be uh, having a table. Sue of Soothing Sue's, that is, of course. And uh, she asked if I might be able to help out. And hell yeah, I want to go to Cannabis Cup. And obviously, I want to help people understand Sue's soothing Sue's better and how to use it and 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 sell the podcast a little bit more and I'm just so excited to be going when I didn't think I would be going and sometimes the most amazing things in my life happen last minute when you just jump in and uh, and go for the ride and this seems like it's going to be one of those weekends so I'm really excited and uh another reason why I'm kind of just throwing this thing together here I wasn't totally ready to record but now I've lost my weekends in some ways so I have to uh, do things like get my trivia questions written and then I'm going to be in Colorado next weekend so Uh, You know, it's just going to be a busy, crazy weekend. And so when I have time to like chill and just hang out in my hobbit hole, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like clinging on to it and just soaking it up as much as I can, just being by myself. (sighs) I mean, you know, just you and me, that is. So it helps to, to not just be in my head, but to actually be in front of a mic Uh, or be in your earbuds, you know, coming out of your speakers, sharing this moment, this, this mental discussion with you. Uh, I love doing this podcast. Thanks for spliffing it, guys. I think it's time to smoke bowl. Let's smoke a little bowl. I have totally been hoarding the very last bits of that super dream. And because I'm all kind of jacked up right now, I think I'm going to smoke a little bit. It's so tasty. Shh. 
I really need to go get some more CBD flower. Specifically, I want the ACDC from The Higher Path, but they have amazing budlet specials. I can't afford to drop that much money on an ounce for flour when I know I'm going to be baking with it. And I mean, well, I can't afford to drop it no matter what I'm doing with it. And I keep missing their budlet specials. I lost my rec last time because I had it with me from traveling and I didn't put it back. And so I couldn't go when I was on the road and now I found it and now it's not on the menu anymore. (sighs) But that super dream is really tasty. Just thinking out loud. All right, let's talk about chronic pain. So I think I mentioned it before. If you're here to find out how to use cannabis specifically for your chronic pain, I'm going to give you some pointers, but I really suggest going back and listening to a lot of the older episodes. Some of them you don't need to listen to. Like you probably don't need to listen to the secret cup episode or, or things like that. But Uh, I break down a lot of the things that you're going to need to know. You need to know your options. You can smoke, you can vape, you can use edibles, tinctures, suppositories, concentrates, and topicals. Um, You can use flour in a lot of different ways. If you have access only to a black market, you can make your own lotions, you can make your own tinctures. I prefer to use Bad Kitty Smiles recipe with coconut oil for a lot of that specifically. When I make my tinctures, I do make them as an alcohol tincture with a honey mix uh, for its ease and taste. I really like it. It's not for everybody. Some people need glycerin maybe because the diabetic issues, uh, maybe because uh, they can't have alcohol, they don't process it well, or maybe they're recovering, things like that. Um, The other things you need to know are your needs. I'm addressing a really wide audience when I talk about chronic pain. There are people who are here with nerve pain. There are people who are here with muscular pain, joint pain. Um, There are people maybe here who might be recovering from serious injury and, and they want to know uh, what their options are. Again, your options come down to your particular needs. Everybody's body responds to cannabis differently because of the endocannabinoid system and our own personal physiology. The key is to start slowly and adjust as required if you're new to this or experimenting with new options. You might be a well-seasoned toker with decades of experience behind you. And because of new things that are happening in your life, you need to experiment more with cannabis and discover its medicinal benefits in new ways. But our bodies are going to react very differently no matter how we've been using it in other ways before. Uh, That being said, they also work specifically in ways together that we don't fully understand yet. So knowing the specifics of your cannabis is pretty important if you have the ability to access safely your medicine and test results about that medicine. Uh, If you are in a safe access state, if you're in a medical or legal recreational state, If you're not in one of those, if you are still dealing with a black market, 
Um, you have other ways of finding out what kind of weed you have and then working backwards from there uh, for your needs if you're willing to put in the work. Now, some of the nuances that you're going to need to discover is uh, indica versus sativa, and that is a lot easier in a medical state, obviously, but just understanding how things react to you is way more important than understanding if a nug is indica or sativa in the long run, because it is so unique to our chemistry. Uh, a great example is this skunk live resin that I have been using on a nightly basis to help me sleep better that I got from creme de canna. And to me, it is it's so much an indica. It just mellows me out instantly. And skunks don't always do that in the flower. But for so many other people I know that are using it, they are using it on a very creative, energy-driven basis where it mellows them out, but it puts them in the right kind of headspace to be working creatively. And I don't experience that at all. So it's really about understanding what it is for you and also remembering that it can change from batch to batch. Um, I, I have been talking about in previous episodes, this deadhead OG live resin that I had been using that, uh, gave me a really great head spin and really great creative focus during the day. And I ran out. So I got a new gram from one of the deliveries around here. Uh, well from the same delivery actually. And when I went to go toke it, I was so excited and I was, I almost had to take a nap because it got me so mellowed out. I don't know if it's a different batch, if it's just that the terpenes have altered from the previous time that I had gotten it, and so it's going to affect me differently. But now I can only smoke this deadhead OG at night. And you may find the same thing, that sour diesel, if that's your strain, changes from one batch to the next. Um, there are some strains that tend to be much more consistent than others. Blue Dream is a classic, but I know plenty of people who have chronic pain who don't really like it that much at all. Like it doesn't really do anything for them. It doesn't hit them hard enough, heavy enough. I would say most people with chronic pain prefer Indicas. Now, indicas and sativas are generally categorized by their terpene content. Again, that's going to be something that's easier accessed information if you live in a legal state on whatever level, but is still something that you can start to focus on if you're just in a black market area. And you would do that by following your nose and listening to my other episodes about indica versus sativa. Uh, I think there are three of them in total, and they can help you better understand how to target your specific needs. Now, on top of terpenes, there are these other things called cannabinoids that are specific to cannabis. They play with your endocannabinoid system. Uh, I talked about some of them earlier in the podcast. CBD, THCA, THC is the most popular one. Certainly, that's the one that's going to get you high. But there are options 
other than that that you can use. Finding them on a black market is pretty unlikely to be aware of before you've purchased it. And there are plenty of people who are willing to do a lot of lying in the process of making a buck, both in the black and legal-ish markets. Uh, No matter the regulation, it's just, it's in its baby stages. And things are going to happen and a lot of people are going to get kind of fucked over. But the good thing is, it's just weed and nobody's going to die. So, yeah, and the more legal it gets, the less violent it gets, and the fewer people are going to be fucked over, and the more legal recourses they will have, as long as we keep pushing forward. Oh, man, where was I? I don't know, did I talk about the THCA bump in my, uh, no, I don't think I did. So, I have been noticing lately, since I have been using the Soothing Sues as an edible, one, I feel like there's a little bit of a buildup Um, Like, I feel like I need it less and less often for the kind of pains that I was using it for. Uh, So that goes back to me adjusting uh, for my needs. Uh, That being said, I have also found that using the THCA Soothing Soothes, which doesn't get me high but does provide pain relief, also seems to increase my sensitivity to cannabis on other levels. So if I take the Soothing Seuss capsules that I make during the day and smoke weed or before I go to bed at night, I sleep better. Uh, I get more high during the day. Not that I'm smoking less weed necessarily, but at least I haven't noticed that. But because I haven't been taking it as often for the pain, I feel like I'm not getting as high from my dabs or at least... I'm not getting as satisfyingly high from my dabs unless I take the soothing soos. Um, This is something that I'm just kind of guessing at, though, right now. There's no proof that THCA is actually um, boosting my cannabinoid receptivity by any means or my terpene receptivity. Uh, depending on which one is really causing more of a uh, a uh, psychoactive feeling within me, a euphoria that I prefer. Um, it could just be maybe that the relief of pain in other places refocuses my bodily energy in ways that allow me to to feel more euphoric in the end. That could be an option too. The whole reason I'm kind of telling you this story, I'm not just rambling on, I want you to understand that there are ways to play with the available options, no matter what those are to you, in order to address your chronic pain needs. And you will discover your own unique responses if you pay attention. Now, They aren't always going to be the best responses. If you are playing, you may find that you may actually aggravate your your chronic pain. I I know people that uh, who suffer from chronic pain, and specifically if they use sativas, um, they may have issues that 
aggravate that pain. But even using maybe some indica-dominant THC topical salves, it doesn't really address their pain specifically. It can even, again, aggravate it even further. Now I've known, and now I know that sometimes that's that itchy healing feeling from the inside that can be very difficult to live with. And sometimes it really does just flare up pain even more. And and that can be the stimulant process within it. Um, and when things like that happen, it's not you. Don't give up on cannabis. Try something else. Try a more indica related uh, topical. Try a CBD rich topical. CBD is usually great for nerve pain. Um, try the THCA instead. THCA is just blowing my mind at the current moment and I love learning about it. But THCA does nothing for my lady pain on my cycle. CBD is my answer to that. So if endometriosis has brought you here, checking out an indica-dominant CBD might be your best option. And using a vaginal suppository could also be a great option for you too, though I prefer the edibles myself. Don't have to lay in bed for 15 minutes, don't have to deal with any cleanup. Uh, It works just as quickly in my personal experience but I don't have that lovely cocoa butter floral aroma coming from uh, from the vagina. That's a plus. Or a negative, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, you got options. So I know I probably didn't give you as satisfying of an answer as you might have liked if you were here just for the chronic pain. But I hope you find more answers as you continue to listen Uh, If you have any questions, you can always find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. You can find my website. These are all uh, at the Spliff Podcast or at Spliff Podcast. If you want to email me, it is the Spliff Podcast at gmail.com. And I'm taking your questions. If you just want to call, make it easy, do it over Bluetooth while you're driving home from work or something, the number is 209-867-7543. That's 209-86-SPLIFF. And when it comes to chronic pain, you've got options. You can get high to deal with it. You cannot get high to deal with it. You can smoke it or not smoke it. Uh, But your options are going to be really specific to you. And that makes it really hard to make a podcast unless you reach out to me. And I would be happy to take any questions you have. If, you know, you're not, maybe you listened to this episode and you went back and you listened to other episodes and you still are just kind of confused or you're finding that your options aren't working for you and you maybe just need a little guidance, I would be happy to help you as best as I can. I just need to know more specifics about you and your particular type of pain. So I hope that that helps a lot. And I just want you to know that I'm a resource if if you need me as best as I can be. All right, let's move on to the safety meeting. Let's safety, safety. I finally have a product review again because I have something new in my life that is changing things tremendously. I finally have found a wonderful flower 
vaporizer. So I recently invested in a personal vaporizer that a friend of mine had been lucky enough to come up on thanks to her brother. And I asked if he would be so kind as to get me one as well. And he did. The Boundless Vapes CFX Personal Vaporizer. And what this is, is unlike the Volcano or their Buddha Box, you would have to use on a desktop or uh, within your home, plugged in, something like that. This is portable. And it's not the first of its kind to be a portable vaporizer, but... A lot of the portable vaporizers were either really expensive, complicated to use, and or didn't taste very well. And taste is everything when it comes to effect. Uh, it goes back to those terpenes and uh, the smells that go with it. Smell definitely contributes to taste, right? Uh, you don't have taste if you don't smell it. So... With all the, the options out there, I just kind of chose not to vaporize flour. And most of my options were pen-style vaporizers. What would happen is the bottom of the flour would get singed way before the top ever got vaporized. And Boundless Vapes has been able to change that game up significantly. It's still a chamber style pack that you would use. Um, uh, it's got a cylindrical chamber that you would normally associate with singeing the bottom before the top, but they've been able to work it out to where it actually uses an all-around heat and really gets the entire material heated up evenly very, very well. And, and I mean, I have like pulled it out and judged it under the microscope and you can see if I let it run too long or too many times where the very outsides against the cylinder edges will be slightly more singed, but in the grand scheme of things, like that is nothing. And I know it's because I did it too high of a temp or I did it too long. Like it should really only be for one cycle and then I should dump it out. That's another awesome thing about this is that it has a timer. Uh, so I have packed it with some train wreck, which is a great, really dense outdoor grow and when you smell it in the jar, it has this kind of strawberry yogurt with a, a, a hint of moss behind it. And it's a really unique smell. Now, when I vape it, it's totally different. So I'm going to turn it on. Now you turn it on with five quick clicks of the power button that is located on the side. Um, the chamber is really easy to load. It says in the instructions to use shake, but I prefer to use really small budlets. Um, if you like a lot of cloud in your vaporization, then shake is great for you. But true vaporization doesn't use as much cloud. So it, in fact, true vaporization really doesn't have any cloud because there's no combustion. Oh, so that was it vibrating to let me know that is 
it is heated to the optimal temperature. And there's this really nice digital interface that lets you know what temperature it's at, lets you know where the timer is at, and lets you know your battery power. Um, the timer is set for 300 seconds or five minutes, and the temperature goes from 100 degrees to 430 degrees. Currently, I have it set for 400 degrees. Now, I believe that it pulls air from a little vent on the bottom and draws it through the chamber. And I have it set a little high at 400 degrees. Normally, if I don't want any kind of smoke coming out in my exhale, I set it closer to 370. Um, but at the 400, I get this really interesting minty yet berry taste out of the train wreck. And uh, it's close to the, the jar smell, but heavier on the moss with a really refreshing hint of mint that you didn't get before. And so the way that it vaporizes is definitely going to change the way it affects me. And that extra hint of moss, I know, tends to be a little bit more indica. It's really close to that that floral, OG-ish type of thing, um, but much more pleasant of a taste to me. When I vape things like Girl Scout cookies, I don't care for them. That floral aroma, I'm just like, <sighs> I know I'm Southern California pride and all, but I got to be honest with you guys, I hate OGs. I really don't like them. Like most OGs, I'm just not into. I really love my sativas and the, the berry and the fruity and that citrus and oh, it's so good. So the taste is just really strong from start to finish with this vaporizer. Now, a lot of other vaporizers, when it starts combusting the leaf material and the flavonoids or flavonoids or however it's pronounced, you start to get this, what I like to refer to as a popcorny taste, a almost burnt, buttery, grainy kind of taste to it, earthy kind of taste. That's amazing. We're at 208 seconds and I'm good. I'm going to turn it off now. It'll vibrate to let me know. It's another five quick clicks. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but when it heats up, it heats up within 20 seconds if, which is really quick. I really appreciate that. Uh, and when you turn it off, you can still get a couple hits out of it. So I usually turn it off just before I'm done with it. So I can take a couple last draws without building up too much cloud as the it increases in heat and the material becomes further singed. Now at 400 degrees, I definitely find that my material is really well wasted at the end. If I dump it out and look at it with the microscope, the trichomes are really spent. They're, they're almost nothing. They're, they're burnt down to the leaf, uh, which is tinged brown, but not burnt. 
And again, I didn't get any of that popcorn flavor, so still plenty of terpene retention in there. I save all of the material that I use in this vaporizer because I can make edibles, topicals, and tinctures out of it if I would like to. And I would like to. Oh, that should be the last hit. Um, and when I have it at a lower temperature, when I set it at 375 degrees, it doesn't completely get all of the trichomes. I've definitely noticed a difference in the trichome that is left when I feel that the cloud is too much at 400 degrees versus too much at 375 degrees. So there's a, there's a temperature and time thing that's going on with the leaf material that you can only, you know, I, I'm noticing that the leaf has a breaking point, basically, regardless of whether the trichomes are, are spent or not. And I don't mind it so much at the lower temperatures because I appreciate the taste on some of my strains better that way, like my Super Silver Haze. I get... A more citrusy flavor at a lower temperature, which I prefer. And I can always go back and use it again in the edibles and the tinctures and things like that. So I don't feel like I'm wasting it. Now, if you would just prefer to vaporize it, you'll probably need it at a higher temperature. But again, you're going to end up with a bit more cloud, especially by the end of that 300 seconds. Um, another reason why I like to use the small budlets in this vaporizer is because right against the chamber, it can get pretty warm, just warm to the touch. Sometimes, especially at higher temperatures, it can get pretty hot, just plain and simply. And my friend's unit has begun to crack right around the chamber in the outside plastic because of its quick cooling and heating and then snapping the top on after you have filled the chamber, we're assuming. So I definitely like to use the lower temperatures and have a shorter time period on it for that. Now, regardless of that, whether I'm smoking by myself, whether I'm smoking with other people, I absolutely feel like I get a satisfying session out of those 300 seconds and a lower temperature and the weed that I've been able to pack in there. I don't ever feel like, uh, I, I didn't get high or that wasn't an effective use of my material. Um, though it does take a little bit more than a bowl, it also can produce way more hits than a bowl, especially at particular temperatures. And if uh, I have the smaller budlets versus the shake, the shake, it starts to make cloud pretty quickly and you can definitely end up with some popcorny taste off of it. That's not my jam. So... Uh, I just, you know, efficiency and better taste and uh, not cracking my unit. I'm all for all of that. Uh, let's see. The unit itself, the mouthpiece is is pretty cool. It's um, it's a little weird for sharing sometimes. I've got to be honest about that. Um, but I don't think that it's a unit that a lot of people who are going to be buying it are really sharing necessarily. So for a personal piece, it's great. It's got a little swivel mouthpiece. I keep it in a little baggie tucked away. It came with a brush for cleaning and a little poker for cleaning. And both of the utensils 
are perfect for keeping it well maintained. Um, it also has two different charger options. It has the USB charger and it has a wall charger. That makes me really happy. The fact that I can charge it in the car or I can use a wall charger uh, depending on, on how long I have to wait or what my needs are. I'm just so excited. Now, vaporization in itself doesn't get me as satisfyingly high as I prefer to be. I'm a fire breather. I love smoking and I really enjoy the taste of dab and flour in a bong with fire. Nom, 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 nom. Yes. Uh, but those aren't always available options to me. And having this vaporizer has just been such a blessing in the short month that I've had it. It, Like I said, it quick heats. So when I have been driving uh, in the morning time, sometimes I get really bad nausea and it can be very distracting and, and, and frustrating to have to be on the freeway dealing with traffic and have this terrible nausea. And if I have the unit pre-packed 20 seconds and I am hitting it and dealing with my nausea and actually packing it isn't much more complicated, if at all more complicated than packing a, a pipe, uh, which is the other way that I usually consume on the road. So that is really useful for me as well. If I have material still in there from the previous time that I was vaporizing. It's a little bit more complicated. Then it becomes kind of an issue. You really need your utensils. It can get sticky, the vaporized material. And uh, it can be a little complicated to get out if you're behind the wheel, which sometimes I am. So it isn't the perfect option for me. But I do try to be aware of it and pack it before I leave. And sometimes if I find myself in the situation where I have material in there that I know is mostly spent, but I really need the medicine now, I have no problem just starting it up again. Like I said, so fast and it'll heat up. I can lower the heat automatically if I want and it adjusts temperatures really, really quickly. Um, and it'll vibrate to let you know it turns red until it adjusts to the temperature you want. And then it'll vibrate and turn green. Um, and like I said, since I like hitting it at the lower temperatures, there's usually material in there and I get medicated and I'll hit it a couple of times and it absolutely doesn't affect me. It doesn't produce super big clouds, though that second time around, I'm definitely getting more of a combustion exhalation than I would be the first time around. So if that's an issue for you, something to watch out for. Most of us, it's not going to be an issue for most of us. We're going to smoke it until it's popcorn-y. Uh, so, I love options. I love options. You do you, boo. Now, another thing that's amazing about the Boundless uh, CFX is that it also came with a cartridge just for wax and oil. I did try to use it for some live resin and I had some issues. It seems self-explanatory enough, um, but the cartridge didn't fit 
super great and there's some rattling, which is a little unnerving and distracting. And then there's some cotton in there that I think is maybe for glycerin or a thinner oil. Um, and, and it got in my way. So I made some remarks on their Instagram and after a, a couple of weeks, somebody replied back to me and, and uh, invited me to email or direct message them. So I ended up sending them an email today and somebody got back to me after a few hours and tried to give me some pointers and even offered to set up a Skype meeting in order to help me along if I needed that, uh, which I thought was really, really nice. That That's great. So... CSR is a little slow, slower than maybe some other places I've dealt with, but they really seem to care and uh, that's always appreciated. Willing to go that extra step, Skype and help me out with it. That's awesome. So hopefully I'll figure out how to do some dabs with this as well and get back to you with some remarks on that. In the meantime, if you are looking for a personal vaporizer under $200, I cannot recommend the Boundless CFX more. I'm really, really pleased with with having a vaporizer for flower. Yay! All right, you guys. Uh, yeah, so I'm high. This train wreck has definitely hit me. And pretty, pretty clean, pretty heady, um, pretty right in between the eyes, just like you got hit by a train. Yes true to its name. So I guess that's going to be it for me. Thanks for hanging out, guys, spliffing it, learning about chronic pain and going over some stuff, stoner moments, safety meetings, having sessions. Let me ramble. I really appreciate it. And if you want to ramble back at me, hit me up, you guys. The website, social media, uh, the email, whatever you got to do. Let's mingle. Till then. Ciao for now. Going to the cannabis cup, cannabis cup, cannabis cup. Going to the cannabis cup with soothing soothe. Going to the cannabis cup, cannabis cup, cannabis cup. Going to the cannabis cup with soothing soothe.